Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's cast, sharing references. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back. You know, even though the phrase references available upon request is no longer a good idea on resumes, reference checking, however, is on the rise and will only increase in the coming years. Now, it seems like since resumes don't include that age-old line, the why of which we'll share in today's cast, somehow far too many job seekers are caught off guard by reference requests. Ah, once again, Horseman's Christmas rule applies here. Well, today we're going to share with you how to manage and share your references. And hey, if you're maintaining your network, this one is easy. All right, here we go. So the old line, references available upon request, really is dead, huh? Um... Most definitely. Um, if Wendy or I, uh, Wendy who does our resume service, or I see it on a resume, we, we, we laugh a little bit. Um, I mean, clearly someone's been misled about why, why, it's on, uh, why it's on a resume. We laugh a little bit, and then we recommend we delete it. with. Well, we don't recommend. We actually, well, I guess we do. We recommend it because we don't, we don't actually do the resume. We just make suggestions or recommendations but we recommend they delete it with prejudice and uh and it occurs to me that probably when i use phrases like that i need to give background there's actually i mean um people uh there's some weird business history here the 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 phrasing delete with prejudice is not doesn't come from what most people think of as the cia or the fbi or something like that the the phrase terminate with extreme prejudice um it's actually backwards the 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 CIA or whatever usage that came from. I want to say it was in a Vietnam movie from years and years and years ago, but, but um, it's actually historical business usage. The, 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 the prejudice line um, terminate with prejudice um, comes from usage. If you've ever heard of somebody getting a, a pink slip, um, I'm sure people know, at least in the U S they know what a pink slip is and believe it or not, folks, they actually were pink um, it means people are getting laid off or fired and it's the paperwork that usually larger organizations use to take care of those kind of things. Um, so people got t- pink slips and the actual job termination slips. Um, and by the way, I think in, in Britain, they're called P45s. Um, they're not, they're not pink slips, but, but, uh, I think that's historical usage as well. Um, but you actually got a pink slip and they actually had the phrase with prejudice or without prejudice on them with little check boxes next to them. And you would check one or the other, meaning you could get it. If it was without prejudice, then you could hypothetically get rehired. If it was a layoff, if it was with prejudice, then, then you had done something, you know, illegal, immoral malfeasance. You had gotten fired for performance reasons or whatever. Um, they actually had that on, on the pink slip. Um, so, so when we say we recommend deletion with prejudice, it means don't bring this back. <laughs> right. We we don't want to see it again on another another version. It's ultimately it's somebody's resume, and they could they could give up the two lines it, it requires, or even three in a way. Um, but we don't. No, it definitely. Um, so, so that, that it really typical, is dead. 
So that typical spy agency uh, connotation is is pretty accurate. So when you say delete delete the reference line with prejudice, you you, you really don't expect to see it come back. Yes, exactly. Um, yes, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're not interested in reincarnation. We're not in that line of work. Even though, having said all that, we both agree, I, I would assume you would agree, that references are more important today than ever, probably. Yep, even though we both totally agree that references are more important than ever. Yes, totally agree. Okay, so now that you've totally confused us by suggesting we remove that from the resume, that line. This is clever. Isn't this and, clever? And, I, and, no. and we agree the references are important. We, yeah. It's probably a good time to get into the details of the cast. Yeah, it's probably, <laughs> probably a good idea. Um you're always taking us on these long tangents. I, I am. I don't. People are always complaining about you ranting about things. I, I think you need to tighten things up a little bit on yours. <laughs> you're killing me here. You're killing me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're speechless. Um, look, here's the outline for the cast. And, and, and actually, I want to I want to do a little twist a little bit, um, because when I think about this cast and I think about starting off with the history of references, I, I think there's um, there's some value in people understanding that we'll talk about that in a moment. But but um, we've got um, we've got a number of points to cover. And I, I do want to give a high level Early on in the cast, the way we've been doing uh, for a while now, early on, I want to give people some recommendations um, um, so they can feel like they're, they're, they are they have an idea of where we're headed and they get some value early on in the cast. Um, although listening to us talk about pink slips and P45s, I don't know, maybe people get a lot of value out that. Um, okay, so we have six major points. First, we do want to cover the history of references. It's it's worth it, um, and, and why they've come and gone, or why they've gone and, and why they're coming back after a fashion. Um, we do number two is don't waste that line on your resume. Okay, that's a recommendation. Uh, we actually recommend number three is that you have eight references. Um, we're, we're number four is we'll talk about how to choose references, what to look for how to figure out out of the 10 or 20 people you put in a pile, which eight you should choose. Um, then um, step five is how to prepare those references. And hopefully people knew that you are supposed to prepare references. Nobody does it anymore, but it really does help enormously and it can make a difference. Uh, and then number six is how to manage those references, really more of the administrative side as opposed to the content side. The content side, we'll talk about in pre preparing um, your references, but, but uh, there, and there are five things you need to do when you manage references, which is to notify them, to ask them for follow-up uh, if they get contacted, to update them uh, on the process. As you know, once a company has asked for names, you've got to update people on um, calls the company's made and so on. You, you've got to close the loop with them when a given company goes into or out of them or goes out of the mix, either because they've offered you, or you've been ruled out. And, and we of course recommend your, you're thankful. And and the, the, the fundamental point I want to make here, ha having gone through the high level, is just that um, um, references are becoming more important for different reasons than they used to be important. But be because of the atomization of the workforce, folks, um, you've got to spend more time than you're doing now on references. It can't just be your last boss. I, I think if somebody asked me today, Mark, what's the standard for last boss or for references? People would say, uh, the standard would be, quote, my last boss as long as it was a good relationship. And if it's not and if it wasn't a good relationship, you go to the previous boss. And, and that's not the way to think about it. Um, you, you've got to have references. And because people don't tend to spend as long in places. <clears throat> 
and because of the workplace and demographics and so on, because uh, uh, more and more younger people with less professional experience, no offense, but that's generally true. Um, the law of large numbers works against us. Um, th there are more people who are giving references at a younger age and don't know how to do it. You've got to prepare them. We'll talk about that. Um, and, and then you've got to manage them. Uh, I, I, I have to tell you, we'll talk about it more later in this cast in detail, but, but I get requests to be a references all the time. And I'm told that I'm a reference and I keep the person's resume in a place where I can get it on my desk. I travel with them in case I get a call. If someone's asked me to be able to give my cell phone out and two months go by and I don't hear anything. And I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be helping this person, but I know nothing about what's going on. It's um, it, it, it's not a way to build a relationship with people who are your references. And we assume that you're only choosing people who are references, people as your references who you have a relationship with. So it's almost like, oh, I'm going to ask you to be a reference. And here I am going to take a withdrawal from the emotional bank account that is our relationship. It's just it's. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, so um, we've got a lot of um, a lot of detailed suggestions, but I just want to start it out by giving start out by giving people some some overview, which is you've got to know how to choose them, you've got to prepare those references, um, and and then you've got to manage them. All right. So five steps, right? Um, yeah, five, I, well, I, I didn't think so. Yeah, you you've avoided the dread Mendoza line by hanging those last five <laughs> underneath the last one. I just, I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, yeah, in I, case you I, instead of having 11, I took six and then put five underneath the number six, right? Yeah, yeah, good. Um, if, yeah, it occurs to me, though, you just said Mendoza. If, if, if it weren't for Wikipedia and or Google, I bet that less than 5% of our audience would would know what you meant. I mean, here's to George Brett and Pine Tar and Goose Gossage and... I mean, Goose Gossage almost once through as fast as Sandy Koufax, even. Oh, God, uh, I can't believe I even said yeah. Mendoza line to you. <laughs> somebody somebody send me a, a baseball so, bat. Whether it has pine tar on it or not, I don't care at all. I'll, right. me, I'll use so it in the next a, I have a bat right here in the office. It actually has pine tar on it. Yep. A Louisville slugger. And now back to the show. <laughs> what about the history of, of uh, references? Yeah, you know, interestingly, the, the, the history of references, I think, will surprise some people. Um... um References available upon request is only the latest incarnation, I guess, if you will, of references. And and frankly, with a little revisionism, we could argue that references have been, at least historically in a way, more of a negative than a positive. Sounds... Um complicated yeah it's, uh, yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it very well uh look references were originally included on early incarnations of what amounted to the resumes of the day um but but a hundred years ago or even more um the document you presented to others to give them some sense of your fitness for the job for a job and think about that. Listen to that. The quote, the document document you presented to others to give them some sense of your fitness for a job, unquote. That was that document was not a resume. It was usually a letter or letters of recommendation. And look, I'm talking about before World War II. Um, after the 40s was when resumes became professional CVs, if you will, and started looking more like they they do today. Yeah, they, they they've only been around for like 60 years. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, and but on the other hand, of course, the documents people have shared 
around job searches have been around a lot longer than that, right? Um, 150 years ago, even further back than that, letters of recommendation were the were the um, the lingua franca, if you will, or the the coin of the realm. Um, th- and think about letters of recommendation for a second. Um, what are they if not a list of references, only with data provided from the reference? But here's the thing. The big reason for references and letters of recommendations, folks, was really, I mean, I hate to say it, there'll be people who will get angry at this, but it was a form of unethical discrimination. This wasn't merit hiring. Um, It was hiring most often people who looked like you, went to the same schools as you, whose parents were from the same social strata as you. All the things the right references would suggest about you. I'd say references have less than a pristine history to them. Look, there, 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 it was well-intentioned, but it was, but it was in a time that's different um, than today. And here's what's funny. There are people today who decry big companies. Um, they think big companies, and lately it would be the oil companies, but it used to be Wall Street, and it's been food companies before that, folks, and construction companies before that, and many, many times weapons companies, obviously. They think that big companies are also a negative on the modern world. But folks, it was big companies that championed merit hiring over reference hiring. It was big companies that started asking uh, what you had done and how well you had done it as opposed to who your father was or where you went to the right school. Frankly, the end of this trend in modern times is, is really Tom Friedman's book, The World is Flat. Um, the, the globalization of capitalism and the specialization of work that is allowed by large organizations. And, and, and folks, there's a reason we're sharing this history. We want everyone to understand our rationale for handling references the way we're going to recommend. Right. Even as the trends shift back toward references playing a bigger role. Yeah, exactly. Because what happens is people are going to ask their parents about, oh, you know, people are wanting references and their parents are going to say, well, this is what references are for. And they're going to be wrong. And we don't want that. We want a better way of dealing with references um, uh, because the modern trend, the the trend now in in the 21st century is different. What happened was references played less and less of a role over time, thanks to big companies, frankly, um, References went to a second page of the resume, right? You'd have a one-page resume or a one-and-a-half-page resume at the bottom. There would be a list of references with addresses and phone numbers. Um, and and then um, to that one line, again, that everybody's probably heard, <laughs> reference available on request. And, and lately, when I talk to young people who mistakenly conflate the lack of that line on the resume, again, we're going to recommend the lack of it in a second, when they conflate, basically they conflate that with the idea that references are not important or worse, they're not necessary. Yeah. Hey, look, they're only necessary once you get asked for them. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with that is if you're not ready with them, when you get asked for them, if you have to scramble around, they're not necessary then either. Right. Because you're going to look like such a fool pulling together at the last minute. No smart manager would hire you. Um it's just like resumes that come in with spelling errors. It yeah. clearly was put together on short notice. Oh, dude, I've seen it. You can tell folks yeah. who weren't ready. Uh, and, and it's a situation that's a close call. It goes against them. Sorry. Yeah, I remember, I have to tell you, I remember 20 years ago, somebody told me, says, look, you don't, you don't want your resume ready for somebody in case they, they call you for a job. Because that implies that you're worried about your present job and you're worried about your employability. So you always keep your resume up to date. 
And I thought, man, talk about wrong. Right. <laughs> um, you keep your resume current nowadays because, in part, the atomization of the workforce and so on. Um, it, 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 you, you want to be ready for any opportunity. And opportunities don't happen the way they used to happen 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Uh, the man in the gray flannel suit, um, you know, the death of the organization man, um, big companies did a lot of things. And one of the things that they did was made careers uh, much easier, even though much dumber in a lot of ways. So, um, Look, yeah, if you if you find somebody who doesn't doesn't have their references together or team seems to scramble or takes longer than you expect, um, walk away. Just just walk away. Um, OK, look, briefly on the recent trend, big companies got more and more sophisticated. Right. And now they're hiring on the basis of interviewing and on merit and references receded because they didn't need them. And then another trend took hold, which is the leaning out of corporate staffs. The people who used to check references were no longer around. And really, in many companies, the art of checking references was lost. And nowadays, actually, they farm it out to some other firm that is probably a private investigative firm or does Google searches and all kinds of, um, for all I know, do identity checks and identity theft in order to figure out who you are. Um, but basically, companies lost the ability to check references effectively. Oh, you, you, could, you could check references, but... They probably asked dumb questions and got dumb answers. Um, no one at these big companies who had ever done it enough to be good at it was around to teach others an effective way to do it. And so they essentially d stopped checking references. All right. And then the Internet came along and democratized right? and atomized the workplace even further. And Tom Peters said there's a brand called you. And now all of a sudden the backgrounds of applicants were immensely less clear. Yeah. It, look, if you spent three years at Procter & Gamble and then four years at IBM, not that, not that you would do such a thing, that said a ton. That was, okay, I went to this school, I got this GPA, and I'm this smart, and I can do these things. You didn't get fired in three years there and four years here. Um, but, but now careers are very different, and I think it's a good thing. I think it's just evolution, and it's natural, and you could decry it all you want, but the fact is careers are different than they were um, 30 or 40 or, heaven forbid, 50 or 60 years ago. Um, uh, there were different paths uh, created um, besides top 10 schools and specific degrees or specific experiences with specific job titles. Um, Basically, the, the, the world changed um, and various trends overlapped one another. And you could no longer be certain that maturity could be inferred or even, you know, in a, in a rough sense, certified by a three-year stint at a large company. Yeah. Um, and here we so, are back again, and we better start checking references. Yeah, look, if you're in a small company, even manager tools, if you're a small company, uh, you're going to say, okay, maybe they're successful. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of small companies are very good at self-promotion. Um, it's different if you're at a Procter & Gamble or a Walmart or a Microsoft or an Intel or a, or a um, gosh, a, a, a Unilever or, or a company like that um, or, you know, Lloyd's of London or something. Um, those things all, as I said, implied something. And now with smaller companies, if you buy into the hype of some people at smaller companies or even mid-sized companies, you're not, and their job titles are different. You're not sure exactly what they're doing and if they're doing it at the same standard that you would want at your company. So 
yeah, people started checking references and then suddenly, oh, what? gee, nobody has any for us. <laughs> they, they've, they've lost the ability to stay in touch with their elders or people that would be references and they haven't prepared them. And the references, gee, they're not good communicators. And, and then there, I talked to one of the references and she's a good communicator, but she suggests he's ready for a completely different job than the one I'm interviewing for. And then darn it, we really like this guy, but I guess he's not right for us. Yeah, and all his history actually ends up in... In uh, for, forced rejection. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what do we do? I mean, that, that's got to hurt. So why do we say, don't waste that one line on your resume? Because of Horseman's first law of interviewing. Until you got something, you got nothing. The company always holds all the cards until you get an offer. In fact, that's the definition of an offer, is when you get the cards. Um and look, that means if they want your references, they're going to be able to get them. Yeah, the beauty of power, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't have to tell them your reference is available. They know they can have them if they dang well want them, and they're going to get them. And, and and look, there's another reason related to the history we just walked through. References are no longer the only or the primary calling card of candidates. Resumes are, and whom you know is less important than what you've done. So we'd rather you took that line on your resume, two lines really, and in some cases three, uh, depending upon where you put it, and filled it with results for the organization that you worked for that were achieved in part because of your successful, successful behaviors, those behaviors being the ones we're going to be using at our firm anyway. Um, and if you impress us a whole bunch, well, we might just want to talk to your references after all. But only after we're impressed and only to verify your background and to be certain. Right. But we still recommend you have eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight references. Right. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, and here's why. Um, I think everybody's probably thinking I need two or three, but you don't you need more than that. You need personal and professional references, both. Though I think probably in 10 years, the need for personal references will go way down. Um, maybe not even needed at all, frankly. Um, you need to have some diversity of perspective in your background of your background. If you're going through a job search, look, you may have three companies pursuing you. They may be in different industries for somewhat different jobs. We'll talk more about this in a moment, but, but you don't want three people having to keep track of all the different jobs you're interviewing for and all the subtleties that might be valuable in exploiting about your background and then have one person know that when I talk to company X, I want to highlight this. And when I talk to company Y, I want to highlight this other thing. That's hard. Yeah. Well, that, this might be hard for our younger listeners there, right? Yeah. You know, um, the eight is, is probably a, a bridge too far for them. So two caveats to this. For those under 25, we cut our recommendation to five references, um, three professional and two personal references. And then if you're over 25, and that's not a hard and fast, that's not a bright line, but but if you're over 25, we, we still stick with eight, six professional and two personal. And I... I I know I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say it. The two personal ones cannot be your family, folks. Your mother cannot be a reference. <laughs> so, sorry. Well, so it sounds like we're getting to the, the, the part of how to choose references. Yes. Yeah. Um, I frankly think this is the most valuable part of the cast for the more senior folks. Um, it's a little bit different for younger younger listeners. They don't they don't have the flexibility, right? Um, but But this is important for everybody. Okay, so what's our what's our guidance here? Yeah, um, we are looking for two factors with every reference you consider sharing with a potential employer, and they are perspective 
and specifics. Okay. Now, you can get you can find other places that recommend other things, but but you have to listen carefully to this. And I, I I'm not sure I'm going to say it right, so I'm going to say it slowly. By perspective, we mean someone who has either more perceived organizational power than you in a previous role that you had, um, for a professional reference, or someone who is older than you for a personal reference. And remember, again, in 10 years, probably the personal reference will go away. And what's so important about this is that word perceived. It is not enough, folks, in some cases, that someone was your boss. The person they are going to potentially talk to must easily be able to see that their role was higher than you. And so this reference of yours had a wide enough perspective of your work to see you doing more or differently. In other words, they can see you growing past the role that you're in. And and perception is so often colored by the ability to communicate that that that's why we say you've got to prepare um, prepare your references in part. And obviously, if you have five that you could prepare and they're all wonderful, but two of them are fabulous communicators, then probably you want to choose the two that are fabulous communicators because that will increase other people's perception of their organizational power and and their perspective on on your background. Um, um, okay, so uh, one way to think about that uh, about this is is that you're going to be interviewing with someone who's going to be your future boss or higher. Um, so you want someone who couldn't talk to them effectively at their level, uh, not a CEO, but someone at, at a higher level than you. Um, another way of looking at this, looking at it in the negative, is would you accept a reference from someone? who is only a peer of a potential hire and maybe two or three levels beneath you. You know, my sense is we would doubt it. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Okay. So what about specifics here? This is totally where everybody messes up. Everybody focuses on perspective. They think boss and, and um, they think just asking a former boss is enough and it is not. Okay. The boss part really addresses the perspective component. Um, though, Remember, not all bosses give the right perspective because of that perception that we talked about. If you choose a former boss, look, that's fine. Um, But the best references also, in addition to that perspective, are able to give details or specifics of your performance comfortably in a conversation. They've got to be both willing and able to talk about the results of your work, accomplishments you achieved, themes of your work, And then back them up with specific instances where they describe what you did that led to your success. Um, A way of thinking about this is they almost have to be able to interview for you in terms of the behavioral interviewing style where you talk about a result and then you talk about the specific actions you engaged in because, of course, that's what companies look for. Um, it is too high, to be fair, it is too high a standard to say, I want my boss to be a great interview, interviewee for me in, in, in um, uh, for me in absentia or as a proxy for me. But, but that, that can be the mentality. And if you've got a boss who um, has fabulous perspective and, and doesn't know any specifics or wasn't connected to you or doesn't communicate well, 
then that may not be your first choice. I would take a little bit less perspective for a lot more detailed specifics and a great communicator. And and I say communicator, and that is the underlying piece of both of these. Um, perspective and specifics both are judged by the hiring company, and they're largely weighted based on how good a communicator you're talking about. And, and I'll tell you something. I'll give you the the the, the perfect example uh, of manager tools and, and our history, your background, my background, and so on. We, we were talking the other day about our first cast, right, about um, solution to a stalled technical career, right? Um, you know, IT managers, engineering managers stink at giving references. They stink. They, 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 they're not good communicators in many, many cases. Now, look, look, folks, I'm an engineer. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've managed technical things before. I'm I don't mean to be, I'm not casting aspersions on you unless you're prepared to have me cast aspersions on myself. Um, but the vast majority of technical managers don't tend to put time into the improving their communication skills. And as such, when they're asked to be a reference, they stink at it. They don't communicate well. They may in fact have perspective. They may in fact have specifics or know them and then not communicate them. And because communication is what the listener does, if they don't talk about it, if they don't say it, the hiring company doesn't know it. Um, you never get hired for what you've done. You get hired for what the hiring company knows that you've done. And so um, we find that the best references are marketing managers and sales managers who who say, oh, I'm in a sales situation. I'm in a marketing situation. I better do a good job of making him look good. And when technical managers get on the phone, and I've, shoot, I've probably talked to 200, 300 technical managers in my life as references, and they say things like, oh, he, you know, he, he met all his deadlines. Well, no offense, guys, but but for a lot of of people, that is damning someone with faint praise. That's saying all he did was meet deadlines. The quality was terrible. That may be the highest praise in the world from this engineering or technical manager, but because of his lack of communication skills and lack of context for for the conversation he's in, it falls on deaf ears. It doesn't it doesn't impress. So so we say perspective, we say specifics, and remember, both of those are in the mind of the customer, in, in the mind of the hiring company, or their per- it, it's a matter of perception of perspective and specifics. And and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on a tangent here, and I apologize, but but uh, the 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 third that third piece that that the, the fulcrum that they both rest on is, is is communication, and the the better the communication skills of the person. Um, um, even though we don't list it, it's the it's the um, it's the hidden beauty of great references, right. good communicators with perspective and specifics. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a, a terribly important point because most folks, in my experience, don't have any criteria whatsoever in terms of evaluating the efficacy of the of, of the references. Right. So here we're recommending that folks develop a list of past associates. And then narrow it down to eight based upon their ability to have perspective and then share specifics. A couple of questions come to mind, though. Can we include non-bosses in that list? And then what about those who know us from religious or nonprofit work? Can we, can we include those as well? Yes. For, for first of all, a couple of questions. Yes, you definitely narrow it down to eight. Eight, sorry, based on the factors uh, we recommend we mentioned. Um, and yes, you can call on those who know you from other parts of your life. Though we do recommend they be a minority of your total. Um, uh, and we generally recommend that they go in the personal column as opposed to the professional column. Um, I, I'm, I'm not. Um, 
it's not a hard and fast rule, but generally we do recommend if it's not professional, if it's not a boss, if it's not a, a significantly important peer or coworker, and there can have been peers if you're at a high enough level in an organization, um, who, who could um, uh, essentially vouch for the kind of skills that the, a senior or a mid-level executive would need. But you generally recommend those people outside of work, those people, in other words, work being where you get paid to, to make the money to pay your own bills, um, then now, those would go in the personal column. Yeah, it goes without saying, but we do have a, a number of listeners that are in nonprofit organizations. That is their work. Uh, and obviously, exactly. uh, yes. obviously, the nonprofit folks, would that Good. would be your profession. <laughs> you know, I, I, when I, I think I thought about this uh, as we were talking about it, I realized, oh boy, here come the emails from nonprofits. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, so we apologize for that. And, well, you know, and let me just say something else too. Small companies, you know, you've, those of you in smaller companies, it's a bit of a tougher bet. Um, you know, you may work for a brilliant founder who's not a good communicator and she or he might be the absolute best person in terms of perspective and specifics and and they might be a terrible communicator and and of course that's why we obviously include the bit about preparation which again nobody does right right so how do we prepare our references now that we've we've selected them yeah. Again, nobody does this. <laughs> you, you don't even. You know what? Let's just be honest. You don't even have to be very good at this. Um, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, um, and and so just doing a little bit of this stuff, I think, will really help. And I, I think I said this before. I am often asked to serve as a reference, and. I ask questions about how they want me to tailor their, my answers, where they want me to focus, and rarely do I get good answers from from people. And these are people who have known me for years, and I've known them for years. For years, um, sometimes I'm not even told what job they're being considered for, um, or what company. Which really, all, those are all things that could help my referential efforts for them, and they don't share. You know, yeah. I, I can give a good generic reference. Yep, know the guy. He's good. And and look, if I'm talking to somebody who knows me, um, I can be very good. I mean, we we've you and I both have gotten people jobs just from saying, "Dude, hire this guy." Right. And you know, if we you know, if you told me, "Dude, hire this guy," okay, I will. Yeah. Um, you know that, that that that's the the beauty of really really strong relationships that have been maintained over years and years and years and years. But but lacking that. You better be able to sell a little bit. And if you don't know the target, if you don't know the potential objections, if you don't know the ultimate details, much harder to sell well. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it's silly, but uh, I know I've never been given preparation instructions. So, Yeah. And actually, I can think of a couple of times where you and I kind of collaborated. We were talking about somebody that we really wanted to help. And we were stunned that they weren't asking us this stuff and giving us, and we had to go create it ourselves. We did, and they they did fine. They got the job, but it, but we did we did the heavy lifting on the on the reference stuff and the phone calls and the creating the interviews and so on. Yeah, it's but, nuts. Most people yeah, aren't going to do that. Yeah, it's it, it's like so many other parts of management today. Um, and, and by the way, just an interesting aside here: a hundred years ago, when there were references. The person who did the reference wrote a letter. There were letters of recommendation. They sat down with the person they were referring and talked to them and got to know them a little bit better to supplement their thoughts so they could put it down in a letter. So even though the system has changed, the original way it was done, maybe not for the right reasons, had inherently in it the preparation that we now have lost touch with. Yeah. Um, Hmm. 
but it will make a difference today. There's no question. Cause again, you don't even have to be that good at this. Um, some people think that because they're asking a former boss for help, they can pretty much, you know, kind of safely assume that the boss knows what to say and how to say it. <laughs> this would be a bad assumption. <laughs> yeah. No. I hate to say it. Um, they don't. They just don't. Um, they're hoping not to get called, frankly. That, that is the conclusion I've drawn from, from helping people make transitions. Um, there are three concepts that we want to share in terms of content preparation, the actual, not the administrative communication that you have with references as you go through job search, but the actual preparation background for, for references that you're working with. And there are three things, resume, job, and firsthand knowledge. And it's easy to, to lay them all out, and so I'll just, I'll just walk through them. Um, first, you've got to get your resume. The one that the company who is interested in you has, by the way. I'm always amazed that people have multiples and they just send whatever one they have at the time to. I'm, I'm not against multiple resumes, don't get me wrong, but the idea that you would send resume A to a guy who's, gonna, who's going to be referring you to a company who has resume B, that, that's, uh, that looks lame. Yeah, it doesn't make much um, sense. Yeah, it doesn't. People do it. Um, you got to get your resume into the hands of all your references um, and urge them to refresh well their memories of the parts of your background that they were knowledgeable of. And related to that, again, we're talking just the resume prep here, and they at least ought to know the highlights of the rest of your background. Um, uh, you know, look, if, if somebody were a reference of mine and, and a company said, do you think that has to do with his West Point experience? And a reference of mine said, he went to West Point? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We have a credibility problem. Houston, we have a credibility problem. I mean, and, and yet I hear that. I've heard it. Oh, gosh. You know what? I didn't know he went to Cornell. Uh how well do you know this guy? I mean, that the moment you say, how well do you know him? And now, now the, the reference is defending the relationship. You're hosed. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not a good reference. Now I'm not saying it will kill your opportunity for an, for an, you know, an offer, but, um, it can take a lot of goodwill off the table. It may make you put, may put you in another interview. Um, okay. So they need to know the highlights of the rest of your background. Look, again, what you do is you send each of them your resume with those sections highlighted for them that they ought to know. If there is a particular accomplishment that you think would be ideal for them to address, if they're asked, highlight that also. And you cannot send a resume to a reference. Now, you can do it electronically. You can do it by email. You cannot send a resume to a reference without a cover sheet, which says this is a job, this is the deal. We'll talk more about that. But, but that's what you do. You send your resume and this information all together. Um, and you say, here's what I, you know, here are a couple of things that I'd really like you to pay attention to. Here's something that's important to me. Um, um, and, and again, I, I, I said highlights um, in terms of other parts of the uh, – your background that they might not know about. They ought to know where you went to school. They ought to have a rough idea of where you were before, how you got to where they knew you, um, and where you went after you work for or around them. So they can have, they just need to know your history um, at a high level and then know at a detailed level those parts where you and them were working together. Um, 
Um, when we say job, which is the second part, resume job and first-hand knowledge, you need to tell every reference whose name you share with a potential hiring company what job you're interviewing for there. If you've got a job description, by all means, share it. Um, and then lastly, ask them to spend a few minutes making some notes of what they remember you were good at. And they can write them right on your resume. That's fine. Um, and, and then when, when they're going through the resume and they're making notes, what you want them using is their first-hand knowledge. Resume, job that you're interviewing for, and then first-hand knowledge. We do not need references talking knowledgeably about parts of your background they're not familiar with. They ought to know it, but they ought not to be probing into detail about it. Um, uh, sometimes references assume that they are the only reference, and therefore they have to know everything about your background, and we don't need them doing that. We need them to know all of your background and then be able to drill down. I often, I often when I'm describing this to, cl to customers or clients who are asked for help in transition, I say, think of a cake, that you, a, a big chocolate cake that you've cut in half, and so you see it in... in, in uh, um, in relief, so to speak. And, and uh, I say, look, most interviewing, most reference giving is just skimming the icing off the cake. But every once in a while, you want to take the knife and you want to cut it all the way down to the bottom. For that part of your background that your reference knows about you, they should be able to cut all the way down to the bottom or near to the bottom, while at the same time, they should know all of the icing, where you went to school, how long you were in various jobs, why you made the changes you made, and so on. Okay. Now, when we get to how to manage your references, what we're, what we're meaning here is how to administratively communicate with them and relate to them once their name is shared with the company that's going to contact them. Right. So the preparation above is part of this, right. but we just wanted to separate the content from the process for this cast. Now, the first thing we do is notify, which is simple enough. If you right. share a reference's name with a company, you immediately, immediately notify the reference and then share the preparation information we just described. Right. And actually, I mean, you know, we say if then, but but frankly, you know, before you put their name on a piece of paper, you call them up and say, hey, by the way, I'm putting your name on a piece of paper for, for Lever Brothers or for, um, you know, for ABB or something like that. And, and, uh, and then you let them know it's done. Um, and, and look, let them know potential names and or roles of people who might be contacting them. Although I will tell you today, that's a little bit harder. Oftentimes the people who are contacting the references are external, as we alluded to earlier, sort of, you know, fact checkers or, or, or uh, identity verifiers rather than professionals at the hiring firm. Right. But if you know, share it. Yeah, obviously. We want to yeah. avoid surprising the folks that are supposed to be put in a position yeah, the whole to sell The whole thing generally is not a... Yeah. Not yeah. good. Okay. So what about um, ask for follow-up? What's that about? Yeah. Look, if they tell them, hey, please contact me if you've been contacted by them. This is to let you know so you can manage the rest of your relationships with other references. Let you know whether things are proceeding or not from an administrative perspective, um, as well as to find out what they were asked and what, if any, additional preparation you might want to share with other references whose names were given to this particular company. Yeah, hey, that. by the way, I talked to Mike and Mike, Mike had a conversation with this company and here are the three questions they asked. You might want to be ready for that. Um, they seem to spend a lot of time on X. Just wanted you to know. Yeah, um, that, that, that would certainly seem to fit into the uh, category of uh, updating, right? 
Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, what we're recommending here is that when we say update, what we recommend is that every two weeks or more frequently, frankly, if things change faster than that, you touch base with each of your active references, those whose names have been submitted, um, letting them know what has happened. Uh, simple. And I, I'm going to say this again. I get asked to be a reference all the time and I get ticked when I keep a resume on my desk for weeks and never hear anything from anybody about anyone, it's irritating. Uh, and it basically says you're not managing your career search very well. Um, and no offense, but, but uh, as a data guy, I'm like, okay, minus one. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is related to the, 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 the last up under, under this last point of ours, which is to close the loop. And what we mean is that you owe it to each of your active references. Look at these folks are doing you a favor. They're investing time and resources and serving as a reference for you. The least you can do is close the loop and let them know when you've either accepted or you know you're out of the running. They yeah. get to, you know, because they, they have this, you've been there, right? You have this, like, this obligation on right. in the back of your mind the entire time. It's You're consuming mental cycles by thinking about this obligation that you've agreed to help somebody with. And... You know, you gotta let people get it off their back burner so they can free those cycles up for something else. Yeah. And the way it happens is you call them after a month and say, hey, should I be carrying your resume around still? It's in my briefcase. And frankly, my briefcase gets heavy. And oftentimes <laughs> I don't have my suitcase with me. And so yeah. I actually have to sling it over my shoulder and it hurts. Yeah. Um, if you get that call, you know you failed in this regard. Yeah. Right. And, and, but, but here's the thing here's what I've heard a hundred times. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm done with that. Jeez. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not even sure it would be it'd be good to say, oh, yeah, sorry. I yeah, I, I'm done with that. Like, am I just, you know, am I just lint? <laughs> you know, no offense, but don't ask me to do this ever again. Um, OK, good. Yeah. Um, close the loop with them. And then lastly, gosh, I can't imagine anybody would be surprised by manager tools thinking, thinking that one of the keys to this whole process in that we're uh, leveraging relationships is to be thankful. It's simple. And no one seems to be doing it. I maybe I've gotten one thank you card um, um, for serving as a reference, even when, in fact, look, no offense, but I'm I'm pretty good at being a reference. Um, please, folks, just because you're listening to the cast, don't ask me to be a reference. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work from a from a um, firsthand knowledge perspective? Hey, you, you, uh, I think the specifics part is probably missing there. What do you think? Yeah, the whole specific thing is yeah, a bit of an issue. Um, uh, it, it, and really, frankly, it's a missed opportunity to strengthen your network if you don't if you're not thankful. Everyone whose name is shared with a hiring company gets a thank you note, and those that spoke to a hiring company get a gift of some sort. It doesn't have to be big; it can be small. Um, a Starbucks gift card, a meal for two at a not terribly expensive restaurant, depending upon what your role is and their role is. Um, the word we use is thankful, meaning be full. Of thanks. Um, sometimes a thank you card is not enough. And um, we love thank you notes and thank you cards. But uh, if they really went the extra mile and spent a half an hour on the phone for you, um, you owe them more than just a note. Right. Cool. And that wraps it up. I mean, 11 key points cleverly uh, disguised in a list of six. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking something like you by you is like trying to sneak the sun past a rooster. Um, let, let, me, let me wrap up again, um, just real briefly. We talked about the history and why there are 
reasons why people are mistaken about references, what references do and how we should interact with them. Please don't put the line on your resume. Um, you do need eight references. Um, if you're, if you're younger, you can have more personal, uh, you only, if you're younger, you only need five up to the age 25. And, and, uh, um, but as you get older, um, eight of them, six of them professional, um, the way you choose references is to look for perspective and specifics. Um, perspective is ability to see your role and specifics is knowing your role in detail. And those are undergirded with the word communicator. We've got to have somebody who can communicate it. It's not enough to know. It's not enough to have perspective and specifics if they can't talk about it because it's all based on the perception of the hiring company. Um, and then you've got to prepare them by talking about, um, by giving them your resume and helping them understand what job you're being considered for and also encouraging them to have that firsthand knowledge to get it fresh in their mind, put it right on the resume so they're ready to talk about it when they get a phone call. Um, and, and then managing. You got to notify them when, you, when, they're in the, in the, when they're on deck or at the plate. Um, you've got to ask them for follow-up so you can keep people posted. You've got to update everybody about uh, what, what's happening in the process. Close the loop when it's done one way or the other, good or bad, and, and then be thankful. That's it. Awesome. All right, my friend. Thanks, partner. Have a great one. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it for today. Hey, did you know that there's a webpage on the Manager Tools website that lists all the podcasts by category? For example, career, coaching, one-on-ones, feedback, and the list goes on. Well, there is. And you can find it at www.manager-tools.com slash podcasts by category podcast by category with some hyphens in between those words. I've gotten a lot of notes from folks looking for a particular podcast and they know it's it's on feedback, but they don't know how to find it. Well, there you go. So with that, we'll see you all again next week. So long, folks. <laughs>